Hello everyone, this is Judith Wave, host of the 4th Trimester NP podcast. Today we'll have the conclusion of our preconception talk with high-risk registered nurse Crystal Ann Roberts and childbirth educator. I hope you enjoy. Pre-baby, let's let's proceed. Um, now, what are some of the things that they're going to look at? Smoking. Um, now, I marijuana. Marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. That's marijuana. a hot topic. Mary Jane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like to, like tobacco is like whatever. Okay, I know I don't have to smoke tobacco, but there's this acceptance to marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know, and I the last thing that I could find was 2016, 2017. They said seven percent of pregnant women smoke. I, I can't even imagine what it is now with the pandemic and now that it's more easily accessible. Not yeah. not only smoking, but edibles, whatever. And then a lot of people are using it for hyperemesis. Yeah, it's, a, it's very common. Okay, I wouldn't say very common, but we're seeing more and more of it in the hospital system where, uh, you know, you're admitting the mom and you and they don't consider it a drug, but... Correct. They don't consider it a drug or a substance, a form of substance abuse or anything like that. So you'll ask them if there's any substance abuse, if you use drugs or anything like that, and they say no. Unless you say specifically... Do you use marijuana or any um, combination, marijuana mixed with something else? You know, then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I smoke weed. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh. Agreed. Agreed. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> yeah, because you, I'm thinking you're asking me about fentanyl. Yes. You know, or cocaine. Or cocaine. Or heroin. Oh, I don't do why, that stuff. Why yeah. would you include marijuana in the same you yeah, know panel yeah, like how yeah, dare yeah. you you know um but please guys it's not it's not something benign um it definitely can negatively impact the baby and the pregnancy yes. in and of itself yes. um vaping vaping is huge um don't do it like yeah <laughs> that's the easiest you don't way. start you don't have to struggle to stop but easier said than done and we get that you know agreed and vaping right. is seductive because you it was sold remember it was sold as an easier uh, uh yeah. safer option safer um, than um than cigarette smoking yeah but it's definitely not but it's not um, <clears throat> we know that there's no alcohol that's safe in pregnancy and so there's a recommendation once you're interested seriously in having a baby just stop three months before okay abstain yeah. completely um we we kind of covered recreational drugs um uh, mm-hmm. Exercise. Are you are you exercise? Are you physically active in your job? Are you dedicating life? Are you dedicating time specifically to exercise? Are you not exercising? Are you working mostly remote, and so you're sitting at the desk eight hours a day? Um, but it, so that that will be part of what they'll assess. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just obesity and being overweight? Go ahead, Crystal. Run with like I mean, I mean, <laughs> wow, that's. That's a loaded gun that you just gave me. I mean, obesity, <laughs> oh man, I it, it's, and then not just in pregnancy, it is the thing that is affecting us in the United States the most. It's, it's a heart disease, the born killer. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the thing that shifted our society, affecting our lifespan, affecting our quality of life, affecting our stress level. You can't do certain activities because, because obesity is that thing that leads to all these other avenues of um, diseases and it can affect conception, can affect a baby, just, just getting pregnant it can set, affect and cause gestational diabetes, um, I've caused uh, diabetes type two later on in life. If you don't already have it, but just don't know, it's hypertension. I mean, I could go on and on with the things 
that it affects. But guys, the best thing you can do for yourself, pregnant or not, is to try your best to adopt a healthy lifestyle. And I'm going to say that it is very hard to do that here in the United States. Coming from someone who is originally from somewhere else, and I think because of the easy access to to foods that are just not healthy, because of our lifestyle, we're always on the run. Um, and so we want everything quick and, and, you know, and I get that. I am not perfect by any means, but it's so important if we can start making those steps towards a healthy lifestyle, um, towards eating healthier, towards um, becoming more active in, in life, you the gains are tremendous. There. <laughs> and, and not to mention, I mean, I think it, it sets you up for the first few years of running after your child, you know, because they're yes. so active. That's another big topic. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's, the energy it's important. that you need after the baby gets here. Correct, correct. Um, all right. So then partner history, um, you know, intimate partner violence. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to pause here. Uh, we know yeah. that one in four women are impacted. I have had in my career of 17 years, two people tell me, I ask every time, right? We're yes. supposed to ask every single time. Mm -hmm. I've had two people be honest with me. So, I mean. You, and you will know it. You can tell. Yeah. Why, why do you have a bruise there? <laughs> but they won't, they won't, um, it's very rare to have them admit to it. I've yes. never had, I've yet to have one person admit. Yeah, I've had I've had two, and that's because I was like, "How did you get that?" I was very um, I was very yeah. upfront. Like I didn't I, I didn't let you go away, get away with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then you know the the key thing I think is to let patients know that it increases during pregnancy. Um, the amount of violence that you're exposed to. So um, if that should be part of your consideration, if you you want to still have that partner, it's not like you're thinking about I'm going to have this baby to keep this man. You know, like there's I was gonna also say, that... Is that isn't that one I'm not asking you? Um, one of the reasons why women in those relationships get pregnant, do they think that by becoming pregnant he will change? Right. Um, but that's not the truth. We know that right. it becomes more there's an increase in violence um that can occur within the home. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to stress that if that's something that's going on, think about a safety plan. Yeah, um, you know, and and exits. Don't think about um, multiplying. I, I don't know. I don't know what else uh, to say. Okay, so STI. So you know, um, sexually transmitted disease or uh, infection. Um, they'll definitely will have a conversation with you about your history, and then they yes. will screen you. Um, the beauty of the screening, most of them can be treated, but yes. HIV can be so well managed now. I mean, you're reducing your risk from twenty five percent. So 1% transmission, mm -hmm. transmission mm -hmm. to the baby. So why not, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yes. Occupational hazards. Uh, do you clean homes? Um, what are you exposed to? Um, mm -hmm. And how can we reduce your risk during pregnancy, especially in those first few weeks of pregnancy? Mm -hmm. And um, your current medications, what are you taking? What are the supplements? Um, just a really exhaustive list on, on what you're consuming. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's really important mm -hmm. to highlight that. We think prenatal vitamins should start after you see the plus on the pregnancy stick. <laughs> uh, I think I did a little like blurb on this on my page because it's a common thing that after they get pregnant, I have, I, I have friends who say, what vitamin should I start? Now she already got the pregnancy positive, like 
three weeks ago. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, you should have, but let's start now. But what you really want to do is start taking um, a really good prenatal multivitamin um, prior to be pregnant um, and not waiting for the positive because you need a certain amount of nutrients, a certain amount of minerals, certain amount of vitamins built up in your body prior so that you can have a good, um, a higher chance of a successful conception and that your baby will develop um, develop well and lessen the chance of baby having other developmental issues like spina bifida and such forth um, because of a lack, lack of certain nutrients. Correct. Um, folic acid, folic acid, folic acid. There you go. Um, there you go. And you'll, you'll see, you'll see it on the last slide, but I mean, I don't think we could say it enough. If you, if you don't remember anything else, folic acid. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, so I, so I created a list and I got this from, um, and it's don't laugh at my, you'll see my reference page. Don't roll your eyes, Crystal. But um, I didn't do AP. I did not do APA style. I'll do it properly when I have to Oh do my gosh. Yeah. I still have PTSD from APA style of my nursing professors out there. But um, yes. but I used um I used the new New York's Department of Health. And so they had like a list for like things that you should ask for. And I added a whole bunch of things. I added a few things. Mm -hmm. Um some of them with a mental health focus, some with a um, with a woman's health and P lens. So I'll, I'll we'll get there. Um, and then you know you just you sort of touched on this um, folic acid supplementation. You should expect them to drill this into your brain. Yes, um, this is big. Big. We're expecting four hundred micrograms routine. Most multivitamins will give you that. I I used to tell most patients in clinic if you can deliver a baby, it means that you should be on a prenatal vitamin. Yes. Um, straight up and I practice what I preach there um, now there are different reasons why they'll recommend an increased amount of folic acid but that's you really need to have a good relationship with your provider and they will tell you under what um, circumstance uh, as Crystal said um, if you have a history of delivering a baby previously who had spina bifida or anencephaly definitely there'll be a recommendation for four milligrams mm -hmm. um, of folic acid as opposed to 400 micrograms um, and there are other conditions why, like if you have, you know, seizure history or anything, you know, it's just specific things, they'll make this recommendation, but that's something between provider and patient. Yes. Um, we touched on this quite a bit, so I will not exhaust it. Um, you're depending on your racial or ethnic background. Uh, and I, I think it, I'll stop. Okay. Depending on your racial or ethnic background, they'll do different kinds of screening. So sickle cell anemia, cystic fibrosis, thalassemia, and Tay-Sachs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we used to have smaller panels and now, now the genetic testing has gotten so much better. These mm -hmm. panels are getting broader and broader yes. and broader. Yes. Um, and then, you know, in a future episode, we're going to ask Crystal when we're going to ask our partner about this. Um, I think this is something, her own research project. When do we, when we're dating, ask about, you know, genetics? <laughs> I've so. got to figure that out. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out when I ask my husband. I don't know. I'm sure he looked at me sideways. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, I just want to know, you know, I just want to know. Okay, let me stop. Looking yeah, at yeah. Um, but I do remember, and I remember even asking his mom when she, if she hears this podcast, she'll laugh. <laughs> I said, I remember saying, So, what did he pass away from? <laughs> I was like, Let me just keep digging here and see how far I can get. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. But, um, 
And then you, we, we touched on this with some screening. We talked about HIV, syphilis. Got, you know, there's an increase in syphilis. Um, no. And untreated syphilis, yeah. In this but area? It, in, in this area? Um, or just in the, this was in the U.S. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, gonorrhea, chlamydia. And I, I think it has to do with, remember, a lot of people stopped accessing healthcare during the pandemic. Yeah. So I yeah. think this is some of some of the repercussions of that. Um, hepatitis C, you want to make sure you test for that with, mm -hmm. if you have tattoos, body, mm -hmm. multiple body piercings. Um, you know, immunizations are huge. You know, rubella, varicella. Um, yeah. hepatitis B you want to make sure that you get a flu shot during pregnancy during flu season <laughs> during flu season um, especially if you're, you're thinking about um, becoming pregnant toxoplasmosis you want to talk about avoiding raw meat this was something else that was hard for me like giving up sushi um, yeah and giving up yeah that was big for me because I had developed a love um exploring all the different kinds of cuisine that were available here in the U.S. that were not, not necessarily available in my island. Oh, so, so you were just going so, at yeah. complete Complete foodie kind of thing going on. So That's avoiding true. raw meat was difficult. Um, cat litter, you know, you just definitely want to take proportions. Mm -hmm. Correct. And then gardening. Um, I'm not sure a lot of people garden now, but it's definitely something that we, it's, we I think ask more the people garden now since the pandemic. They're growing their own um, herbs. Yeah, more people <laughs> in the kitchen. Are, yes, growing yeah. their own backyard kitchen. Sure. Um, I picked up gardening more during the pandemic. I used to do a little because my mom is an avid gardener, but I didn't love it the way she does. But for her, it's flowers. For me, it's I, I was like, oh, I can grow my own herbs or I can grow mm -hmm. some stuff that I don't see in the supermarket a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of women got into that, but so you just want to be careful if you plan to get pregnant. Correct. Like handling the soil. Yeah. Um, gloves, gloves, gloves. Yeah. I like the idea of a garden. I just, um, there's no execution on, on the my time. part. The time. The, the, the time. time for you. you you're time. maxed out. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I like the, the ideas there. Um, frequent hand washing. I mean, I, I, do we have to say that anymore? I don't know. Do you think? Um, yes, you do. Because <laughs> the things I've seen, yes, you do. That's yeah, all I'm we do. Say. Okay, we'll say it. We'll say it. Please, say it. people, you know, soap, water, nothing better. If if you don't have it, then use Purell. We um, can have it to do it after you use the restroom, guys, for those yeah. who don't. Please, please, you know? please, just for us um, <laughs> in healthcare. <laughs> um, okay, and then universal precautions for child healthcare. Um, I think that speaks for itself. Yes. Yeah. Um, environmental toxins. So we spoke a little bit about uh, marijuana. Wanted to highlight that. Um, we know that they'll screen. They'll ask you about, you know, prior alcohol use. A lot of people binge drink on the weekend. Um, yeah. That that has to stop when you get serious yeah. about wanting to have a safe delivery. Um, occupational exposures. Um, do you have any interesting stories of patients who had? careers that put them at risk um um no but like i i know of other friends or coworkers <laughs> who work radiology and um Correct. so those areas um it's important especially even us because sometimes we're handling chemo drugs and, and certain procedures we wouldn't accompany the patient to those areas or we wouldn't do certain things so like, one thing that i found you know especially when you just find out that you're pregnant you you're really reluctant at first to tell people, but it's good to advise your your boss. 
Correct. Um, your supervisor, tell, tell one of them, and it should be confidential, as in it shouldn't be spread throughout the whole, like your coworker shouldn't go next, <laughs> the next day you come to work. Yeah, ideally. Um, but if you, you should be able to go to your supervisor and let them know that you have, you are pregnant. And so if you work in an area that you're dealing with fumes or radiation and such forth, you really should abstain from the, those, those, those areas and, um, try your best to just be as safe as possible. And they should, should not put you in those situations. True. They should accommodate. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then medical assessment, um, you know, this is, I wanted to spend some time on certain things, diabetes. If you, there's some places that would say um, to optimize control, hemoglobin A1C should be less than seven, but I think it should be less than 6.5. Yes. Um, I also saw this resource on, on ACOG, I believe 6.5. Um, so just really strict, you know, you want to get your blood sugars as close to normal as possible. You know, hemoglobin A1C lets us know if you're cheating. So just try yeah. to be, um, just try to be as well controlled as possible in, in this, um, arena with hypertension um you really need to have a conversation with your primary so that you can start switching drug classes to make mm -hmm. sure you're not taking anything that could be possibly harmful for baby mm -hmm. um with epilepsy sometimes those drugs um can cause a lot of damage in the first trimester mm -hmm. so again you want to make sure that you're having great conversations with your doctors um if you know you you are on a blood thinner for whatever reason, they can switch it to another type called heparin. Um, yes, acne. Okay, I think this is really. I think I think acne diabetes, pain, hypertension, yes, epilepsy. You know that the other conditions that we spoke about probably for moms. You know, as we get into advanced maternal age, right? But acne, um, Accutane, you really want to be, for younger moms, you want to be aware that um, it's quite teratogenic. So you want to make sure that you're stopping it before you think about um, having your baby. Yeah. And then depression, anxiety. I mean, you, you, you know, there are specialists that deal with um, patients who have mood disorders um, at your baseline. So if you have a history of depression and anxiety, definitely you could talk to them about how you would tweak your drugs during pregnancy um, and the safety to do that. And of course, incorporating, incorporating therapy, they should be hand in hand um, for, for the best types of outcomes. Yeah. And then, oh, and then having the, the dental screening. I didn't mention that. I have it in This is really important. Yeah. Really, I saw, I saw that full hand um, when, when I, 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 not me personally, but, I had a, a another coworker who took care of a patient who um, developed a cardiac condition in pregnancy. This young girl, very young, no other um, health risk factors prior um, that we knew of, except uh, she forgot to tell us one big thing that um, she was having a toothache hmm. for a while and she kind of ignored it, ignored it. She was supposed to start antibiotics, but did not. And so simple, so simple. Such a basic thing. So we definitely want to emphasize, this is why it's so important just to have your annual physical, have your, um, go to the dentist, get your uh, regular cleanings every six months. Um, and if your doctor says you need antibiotics, yes, we know that's another topic where 
we're over-prescribing antibiotics. Okay, yes, 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 yes. But if it's a truly bacterial infection that you need antibiotics for, please take the antibiotics because the worst thing that can happen is that infection travels to the bloodstream or you start, you, you develop a, um, infection of the heart and the carditis or something like that. And then with pregnancy, those two things do not usually mix well. No. And it can become life-threatening and we don't discuss um, um, septicemia, um, that's when you get septic where the infection travels to your bloodstream. Um, so you want to be careful. Um, any infection can worsen if you don't right. tend to it. It Correct. could be the slightest thing. <laughs> it can worsen if you don't tend to it. So these are little things that, you know, in the community, if you're not aware of, you can easily ignore, you know, it's so easy to ignore that. So um, don't do that. I, that that young woman ended up getting um, very sick, but thank God she's okay now. But just just be mindful, right? Yes, and I'm glad that you highlighted that. I've only seen that in the textbook, so I'm glad that you um you were able to have that lived experience. So yeah. definitely. Um, and then lifestyle. You know, we we spoke about uh, making sure that you you try to get an optimal BMI. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, walking people 30 minutes, walk, it doesn't have to be um, the really strenuous things that we see on social media. Just good old walking outside, good for the heart, good for the good soul, for good mind, for the mind. Um, so 30 minutes, give us five to six days a week. Um, make sure that you feel like your heart's beating a little bit. Um, clear this regimen, of course, with your primary care provider. And um, once you've conquered that, you could think about weights. Um, but we'll just walking just for now. Um, I want to then... add with the with the walking, Judith, real quick. It's in Florida. It gets really hot during ninety percent of the year. No, correct. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm not right. So obviously, no. summers are the worst. We're hitting triple digits uh, at times. We're most often in the nineties during the summer. So. You want to be mindful if you're if you do get pregnant and you're pregnant during the summer months that you're staying extremely hydrated when when that time comes. So I just want to add add that to you how important it is to stay hydrated pre and after. Make walking become a hab become a habit before you get pregnant, so it's a natural part of your lifestyle when you are pregnant, but don't forget to stay hydrated, whether you're pregnant or not in South Florida, you really need to stay hydrated. Correct. Um, so don't forget to uh, bring something to drink, go walking in the early morning or in the evening. That's what I exactly. Think. Yeah. That's wise. That's some wisdom there. Um, you don't really want to soak in a hot tub. Um, it can also increase your risk of neural tube defects. Mm -hmm. uh, so we ask you to avoid that. Um, expect counseling, like we've been talking about, you know, I know it sounds like we're, we're saying it way too much, but it's so key. You really want to have a healthy weight. Um, you want to lose weight as needed. They actually said you can lose weight during pregnancy now. Like that's how crucial it is. Um, yeah. I think because we're, we're 10 lately, we're starting at a, such a high, high correct. BMI. Uh, and you want like guys, you want your BMI to be around what 18 to 25, I think is what correct. they said. And I read correct. Um, yeah. prior to being pregnant, um, so it increases your chance of having a healthy, healthier pregnancy. So. Correct. 
And then we have, um, you know, they'll they'll ask you about, you know, dietary concerns, like are you a vegan, are you a vegetarian? Um, it, are you um, intolerant of milk? They'll talk to you about calcium supplementation. If so, uh, iron deficiency is big. That's common, especially with yeah, women yeah. who are, are menstruating. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain things that you want to overuse. Unfortunately, caffeine is on this list. Six glasses of soda a day. I don't think you should be having six glasses. You should just be I drinking I read that water. and I said, <laughs> I don't think you should be drinking six glasses, but I, okay. <laughs> that's ACOG. That, that's straight up from ACOG's website. Um, But I, I did, that, you see my smiley face? So I was just like. I saw oh. that. I was like, um, yeah, no. I know she's not agreeing with that one. No, but I'm not. Definitely not. Um, And then um while well, vitamin vitamin d we'll talk a little bit about supplements the next time so i'll i'll leave that there um luckily in florida we get a lot of natural vitamin d but the limit is 600 um iu per acog i've seen 400 on other um other healthcare authorities so really have the discussion with your your um your obstetric provider screen and, uh, you spoke of, tell me no i just wanted to hit on the vitamin d most I, we find that most um, most black women, when they get their labs done, they're deficient in vitamin D, even though we're in sunny Florida. Right. We're also deficient because um, people of black, black race, black ethnicity, we don't absorb um, what is ne- what we get from the sun to convert it into vitamin D because of the melanin. Okay, so once you're black, darker skin, it's harder for you to convert and develop vitamin D from the sunlight, right? So we need to, oftentimes we're on the lower end. And it's something that we've seen definitely helps women in increasing their immunity uh, throughout pregnancy. So on one end, yes, you definitely don't want to overuse, but make sure you get that checked because oftentimes you have too little, especially if you have a, if you have a black, black race. All right. Um, that's some really good advice there. I like. I appreciate that. Um, domestic violence we spoke about. Um, yeah, I'll I'll leave it. Um, screen for social issues. So, um, but we we also covered that. And then counseling on the use of over the counter medications. Sometimes when we go into the hospital or in a medical office, we do not disclose some of the other supplements that we're taking. It is crucial, crucial that you do that. So they can tell you, um, they have resources that they can tell you if it's safe to take or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'll leave it as that. Okay, so um, what else should you expect? They should do a really detailed pregnancy history. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you had any prior pregnancies? Um, What was the outcome? Did you have an inpatient stay? Did you have hyperemesis? Um, Did you have any kind of um, gynecological surgery? Um, fibroids. What else, Crystal? Tell me. What am I missing off? My I mean, list? I think I think this is pretty good. I want to <laughs> highlight that a lot of women, when you say, "Have you been pregnant before?" They think, "Have I had children before?" And I want to highlight that: Have you ever been pregnant, regardless of the outcome? Um, so you want to make sure that you're being uh, open and and sharing all that information. Why is that important? Because then it can tell us, tell us one, are you at risk for, are you having a lot of miscarriages? Are you at risk for more? What's, what's happened with those pregnancies? Was it an abortion? And that's, that has nothing to do with shaming or anything like that. It is only and strictly for the benefit of your health 
and for the health of this child that you're trying to conceive. Um, so the more abortions you have, um, what, what, at what week or what gestation, how far along were you when you had those, um, was there any complications that arose from them? Um, that can affect how, if you, if you have problems or difficulty conceiving, it can affect cervical insufficiency. Um, so cervical insufficiency has, means that the ability to maintain that pregnancy throughout up until full term um, for your cervix to do its role in helping to maintain that pregnancy. That means it's not too short. It's not opening earlier than it should. So all those things. So knowing your history is really important. So don't ever feel uncomfortable sharing all these. I mean, you should have a, that really good relationship with your provider um, where you can share comfortably what happened so that they can, you and them can work together to create a really good plan. Um, for the future correct um some of these things that oh, okay so definitely knowing your blood type i'm just gonna say that um and i'll, yeah. I'll let your provider run with the rest of it yeah. um and uh, mood changes so i wanted to put this out here as well because it's not we often don't talk about it did your mom have any problems um, after she delivered? Were there any mood changes that she experienced? Um, is there anybody in the family who has a history of schizophrenia or bipolar, bipolar disorder? Um, those hidden things need to be known uh, and should yeah. be part of the screening. Um, and then um, this is this is sort of what I wanted to say. Um, our our take home message. Um, one of them. Um, what can you do to get ready today before you go in and you have your preconception visits? Um, what what should you remember? Um, take folic acid, uh, crystal. See, second, what 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 should they remember? Well, so you said take folic acid. I mean, I, my big thing is don't be afraid to share everything. You know, um, don't be afraid. Sometimes the things that you think aren't important are. Perfect. So. So don't be afraid to share everything that happened regarding I had, a, I had a psychiatrist say it's the first thing and the last thing a patient tells you. Like the first thing when your hand is on the door and you're about to leave, what when you're when you enter what they say and it's the yeah. last thing as you're about to leave, that those are the two crucial moments yeah. when patients decide to tell you really important things. Yeah. Because um, it's probably mulling out in their head and you're like Correct. I want to say this. Do I, do I, do I, but yes. yes yeah. Yes. So I think, I think that's, that's really good. Um, other things, um, healthy BMI, be physically yes. active, whatever yes. that looks like for you. If it's, do you, do I walk, do I park my car as far as possible from the grocery store and then yeah. walk that way? Like whatever yeah. it is that you can sneak in exercise, it doesn't have to be physically going to a gym. Um, it's just being more active really is the message. Yeah. And in and a that, way that, that you can really measure it. Correct. And in a way that you can measure it. So, you know, I did 2000 steps today. Tomorrow I'm doing 2,500, you know, in a way that you can see that there's progress and other mm -hmm. things will tell you like your blood pressure is going to go down, your blood sugar is going to be better, whatever. But um, ways that you can see that it's better, um, abstaining from alcohol, um, screening all of your medications and supplements with your doctor. The first trimester is when all those organs are made. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the heart is at 22 days, you know? So if you don't know you're pregnant until around that time and, and you're taking medications that could impact how organs are formed, we've already, we almost already lost it, you know? So yeah. 
please, by all means, um, do the screening. If you're a regular GYN visit. Um, and then see your medical team for chronic health conditions. This is what I spoke about with asthma. I found out, you know, I'm pregnant. Okay, now it's time to see a pulmonologist. I was absolutely wrong. I should have done that before. Years right. before. Correct. Um, so um, now that I'm, you know, I've listened to your podcast, right? I did everything that you said. I am finally pregnant. Um, I have excellent metabolic health because I was walking and I was taking my prenatal vitamin and I really paid attention. Um, what should I do? Okay. I, I literally now have my test. It came back positive. First thing, establish prenatal care. Um, yes. You should have already done this in a way, right? Like if you're yeah, like research who and the type of, ideally think of where you, I, I know it's not common to say where you want to give birth. Especially being in a medical no, but yeah, I would no. That's a huge consideration, at least for me. Yeah, but a lot of people don't think about that until yeah. their third. I can't tell you how many times as an educator I, I have the families and they're thirty-two weeks pregnant, and they're saying, "But I, I really wanted to do a home birth, but now I can't find it." I'm like, oh. <laughs> "We are too late." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be a little hard to switch and and redo yeah. everything. Not saying you can't, but it's just so much more challenging. So consider the birth you want, consider the outcome, consider who you are, and um, use that to help guide you to really research, one, a really good provider. You, you said it, Judith, establish prenatal care. Research that while you're getting ready. Correct. While you're doing all the preconception stuff, research who, ask your friends who um, help them deliver their babies and see What's the recommendation and how did they feel? What was the outcome? And um, and then do your research and then um, set up an appointment with that person, right? So that you can establish a good rapport. Correct. Um, and then definitely seek child-based newborn and parenting education. I mean, Crystal, like, you know, big, I mean, yeah, this is, yeah. I, this is I what do, you need. Yes, I, and, you know, I used to, think I remember when I did childbirth education with my second pregnancy I was already a nurse and I was like what in the world are these people going to teach me that I don't know about helping to have a baby but it's not about helping you necessarily just okay let me tell you how the baby comes out of the vagina no right right <laughs> there is right. that there is right. that but yeah. there's so much more things that you never thought of, um, how to navigate certain situations. And then a big part of it is how to stay calm in the um, in the very certain outcome that you won't know exactly what will happen. That's, that's certain. I can promise Correct. you that it won't go exactly how you think it's going to go because birth is very unpredictable. And Correct. you want to know how to navigate that. Um, you want to feel comfortable and feel prepared at least going forward and have a good foundation of education. We take classes for everything else. We prepare for everything else in our life. But birth, we think I'm just going to go ahead and wing this thing and it's going to work out. And I get it because you say, well, that's what they did back then, but we aren't living back then. And our no. life is not set up the way it did 50 years ago, a um, hundred years, won't even go that far, 30 years ago. Um, it's just not the same. And our bodies are not the same. Our health is not the same. The flexibility of the pelvis is not the same. So right. it's so important to um, get educated you and your partner or a family member, whoever is your support person, 
throughout that labor and birth, that's the person you want. Take a class with them. Um, um, figure out what your birth plan is, what you ideally like, and then see if that's feasible based on your health and all of that. So, you know, have those questions answered. So yes, childbirth education is crucial. And I mean, I you just said like, you were like, okay, she's at eight months and she would like to have a home birth. And I'm like, no. And I love how flexible you are. I love that you're like, well, you know, we can coordinate that. We can make it happen. And so I think the role of having someone who can do out of the box thinking is, is what's yeah. needed. Um, yeah. It's what's needed. So um, just wanted to big you up there. And uh, I wanted to thank you for spending this time. Um, you know, our ultimate goal is to, reduce the amount of women who die unnecessarily. Yes. Um, and I'm hoping that this, um, having this information out there helps that's our goal. We want to see an impact. Yes. Um, and I hope that we can collaborate for the other 10 podcasts that we just planned in this, um, in awesome. this one, you know, <laughs> uh, and awesome. I, I encourage you guys to follow Crystal. Um, Crystal I'm going to say your government name, Crystal Ann Roberts, um, yes. on, on Jonah, at Jonah's booth on both IG and Facebook. Yes. Um, and in the future, next week, we are meeting with our pharmacist, Azalea Brown, and we're going to talk all about prenatal vitamins, uh, folic acid, vitamin A. Um, what else did I want to talk about with her? Or like, how do you, if you're lost somewhere in Whole Foods or CVS or wherever, mm -hmm. how do you choose the best? Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that because a lot of it, for me personally, has just been Googling mm -hmm. and seeing what's out there and seeing who I can trust. So mm -hmm. hearing from and a pharmacist- And it's hard to know who to trust. Correct. Right? Yeah. I just saw, um, there was a, an article on, um, based on, on Amazon that there are a lot of, um, the quality of, of the vitamins aren't what you think. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit troubling to read that. So it's good to have someone who can say, you know what, what's the truth and what, and what's yeah. not the truth. Yeah. Um, and then I think as we discussed off air, having an episode on paternal health, you know, we talk about um, advanced maternal age all the time, but we need to talk mm -hmm. about what happens when your partner is also over 40 mm -hmm. um, and the considerations that we need to have. So we, we can plan that for a future, a future date. So Definitely. thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. It's um, a pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks. I'm gonna let you laugh at my um reference list. I can't. <laughs> just, I'm not even looking at it. <laughs> it's it's gonna be better. It's gonna be better. You can't help it, guys. It's just who she is. Okay. I've accepted it. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure. And uh, guys, all the information we gave you today, I want you to not leave them feeling overwhelmed, but leave feeling like I have some idea of where to start. Start with going to the doctor and seeing, getting an annual. How about that? Start with getting an annual done today and, um, and start from their established care. Don't be afraid to go to the physician. Um, find one that you trust. Find one that's close to home that you can feel comfortable going to. And I wish you all the best. Health is one step at a time. It's not a big, it, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. We're all running it together. Some days we do so good and some days we kind of fall off, but that's okay. Agreed. Just and all of this up. information, all of this information will be in the show notes, guys. Okay. Oh, yes. uh, Judith Way, fourth trimester NP, host of this wonderful podcast. Thank you. Thank Bye. You.